Welcome to the Stuff Podcast. My name is Toby Shapshak. I'm just the lowly publisher. And with me is the effervescent Brad Lang. Yep, that's me. recently been promoted to Deputy Digital Editor mm. um, and is, amongst many other things, a witty stand-up comedian. How does that happen? Uh, how did that happen? I'll let you know as soon as I figure that out myself. <laughs> You've been very, uh, very bold with your descriptives there. <laughs> anyway, don't you love it? Oh, you're funny. Tell a joke. Um, oh, it's the best. I love it. So uh, it's been a very interesting week. The biggest news, of course, is that Salesforce has bought Slack yeah. for $27.7 billion or and nearly 28 Instagrams. It's a big deal. A lot of people are saying that this is going to like really change the way people are like working from home people like not even just working from home conducting business um with this new sort of you know slack's slack's a big deal you know slack is a a big force that could potentially destroy microsoft teams yes and no i mean microsoft's many 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 people have written the obituary of microsoft and outlook and all their various uh anti-competitive quote-unquote bits of software Mm. i don't know i think they have their place for a market that uses them, I know companies that are hugely efficient teams operations of, uh, and, and work brilliantly using teams for video, for messaging, for voice calls. It's, you know, it's a very clever extension of, of a lot of the technology that yeah. we've bought with Skype, the ability to message, the ability to call. I mean, Skype has live, real-time translation. You can speak in Russian. And I can yeah. hear it in Polish or uh, English. It's fantastic. So I think I think s- I think they each have their own um, <coughs> markets and and market segments. Uh, as as someone who uses a lot of both Slack and Teams, what do you think is the thing that really differentiates the two of them? Because I don't use Teams all that much. I use Slack a lot. I don't use Teams all that much. I, th- I thought you were going to say, which do you hate the least? <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's Telegram, though. So. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I just, oh, I mean, I, I, I nearly like let my head slip forward and smack my forehead into the, the microphone. I, I I just wish everything was in one mm. interface. I mean, I, I maybe that's my life's work. I need to write the ultimate unified messaging interface. There is one like that, though. My yeah, it's called Frank. Frank, yes, yes. I don't know that I trust anyone to give my put my password for yeah. any of those services. Yeah, that's fair. Those things. So I, I use all of these messaging services. I don't trust... Um, I don't trust saving my details into into another yeah. uh, into service now another in the same way like when I'm when I'm reading stories in Twitter and they take me to Wired or mm. the New York Times or Business Live, I don't log in there with my credentials. I go back to Safari. Yeah. Uh, where I've saved the details. Um, so I I've looked at that Frank and I like the idea. I also just like the the name Frank. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good. It's a good name for. A piece I'm of sure software. it's just because I like Shameless, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of seasons left to finish off, but I've kind of run out of steam. But the, like the first three or four seasons of Shameless, no, really good, really, really good, awesome. And it like does Frank is Shameless. So, so somehow the word Frank is like, oh, Frank. <laughs> um, you know, my grandfather. Every single dog he ever got, he called Peter. 
Every single one. <laughs> Every one pizza died, the next dog was called Peter. <laughs> My mother said to him once, why did you? It's an easy name to remember. That's fair. Um, I, I've, I really don't like dogs that have people names. That really, like, I had, I had a friend like in George. university. Oh, I had a friend in university who named his dog Owen. And that's just that's just wrong. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I hate my, it. Oh. My next dog's going to be called Password. That's a really good name for a dog. Indeed. But we digress because we were talking about messaging. And, and, and Slack, for its audience, is exceptional. We use it a lot on Scroller, Scroll Africa. It's excellent for what it is. It's, mm. it's a unified place to message. Uh, you can have channels. You can have direct messages. It's all in one. It's easy to follow. All the things that make it so good. The interface is pleasing on the eye. I'm on numerous Slack channels, different organizations. It's very easy to swap in and out. I think one of the clever things they did was that they didn't try and build out this overly complicated data-heavy app. A lot of it, if you want to change stuff, you've got to go do it on the website. I, I think that's just clever software. Mm, yeah. Like, sure. Very trimmed it's down. It's, it's just... I do not begrudge them that if I want to change notification settings or a picture or this, they just push me back to the website. I don't think it's such a... My my main my main thing about Slack, we were talking about Slack, and my main issue is um, I don't like the... P <sighs> the payment model irritates me a little bit in that, like, it deletes messages uh, that are, like, super old, and you pay them money to not have them delete your messages, which I find a little bit annoying so interesting that that's how you look at it <coughs> well i know a lot of people see it's freeing up space right and they no sure i mean i think uh, like uh, is it ten thousand messages per user yeah so something like that so so like by the end by the newest of the ten thousand messages there could be no reason whatsoever unless you're going to get sued well this is the thing right? <laughs> or I subpoenaed I imagine for like a big business, that's a bit of a detractor because you want to have records of all those conversations. Like you have to. I well, mean, look exactly. At so then look at how, how all of these scathing, scintillating things came out of the, the U.S. Uh, lawmakers' yeah. investigation because they subpoenaed the emails and the emails had to be there. And you even see in one point Mark Zuckerberg mm. replying immediately after he sent one unbelievably like yeah revealing email about shutting down Instagram because they're a competitor like I was just saying hypothetically yeah because he knew someone would read it so so yes there's a legal requirement personally I just don't care like that far back like yeah really, no sure you know who cares but it's, it's a it's a clever unless it's unless it's mission critical mm. and in which case it should be captured in other documentation somewhere it's just a clever way of, of doing of monetizing it though right because your if you're if you're a major company you will need to pay for that um uh, what's the word archiving you know yeah yeah <laughs> the, the whereas mentality. like for me i don't need it yeah, so i can just yeah. post on the free version yeah uh, agreed, agreed but i i would still prefer not have to pay for those archives you know uh, I, I, that doesn't make sense yeah. does it but then again you know clearly scroller uh, like clearly Slack knows how to tap the right uh, no they know who their market is they know the reflex things. reflex nerve to know that a big company needs to store that data you if you think about it, to pay for it they're monetizing anxiety aren't they well they're monetizing risk <laughs> exactly <laughs> the risk is that they're going to get sued I mean it's you know it's kind of how do you um, 
you know, how are insurance companies mm. going to rewrite their, their contracts the next time to specifically avoid a global pandemic? Well, exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, like legality is, is the, the, the kind of hook, I suppose you were saying, to making people, converting people from free to premium yeah, exactly, yeah. stuff. I, th- I find the functionality very useful. You know, mm. if you if your copy flow system is uh, or is is tr- is um, uh, Google Drive or mm. your your project management system is Trello, it plugs into that very nicely. And I think that's part of what appeals to Salesforce that yeah. it's a it's a thing. And I I mean I think that the CEOs of the various companies said kind of gushy things, but um, I quite like that. You know, like. Yeah. Salesforce was one of the, f- the Web 2.0 pioneers. I remember talking about them and this crazy idea that you didn't have to buy a software package. Yeah. You could just rent time and space when you needed it. It's like revolutionary. And, and Slack in its own way is, is uh, uh, another great story of another you know, generation of mm. 20 years. This is, you know, this is a... 10 year old company so 10 half a generation later in, in population terms but it, a full generation let's say in internet terms it's really great but I, but i'm surprised as such an ardent gamer that the thing that hasn't hooked you about the slack success story the origin story is that they 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 you know twice the ceo uh stuart butterfield tried to make a game and twice he failed i did not know that the first the game was the same game it was called game never ending and it was a multimedia, a multi-online more multiplayer game, sure, yeah, sure. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's uh, and but it wasn't violent. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the first time they tried to release the game, they had some really beautiful uh, um, software that became Flickr. Oh okay, is, sure. Which is sold to to Yahoo for about twenty-five million dollars, mm. which is very very low valuation, given what a spectacularly amazing service it was I mean yeah, no, it's yeah well another of the great they stole that from him well the another web 2.0 companies mm. uh, and then he wanted to go and make another game the game was awful um, and uh, he they, they used their, their kind of internal messaging system which they later called Slack called oh wow yeah, I did not know yeah, this yeah. I just looked up now because you mentioned Trello I was wondering like how long does it take for Trello to be like the next big like acquisition. I see um, Atlassian actually owns Trello. So I given like all of the like the, the rise of like business um uh software and whatnot, like Slack and whatnot, I, I doubt Atlassian's gonna be letting Trello go anytime soon. Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's another great piece of software that we use at stuff. We use uh, yeah, we use it every day. Lovely software, a very clever repurposing of a of an age old way of managing projects really yeah it really is just a project board that's on your screen that everyone can access it's really no it's fantastic uh, the other thing i want to talk about was um mtn and they are they're now introducing eSIM support it's classical for uh iphones and samsung's we're kind of having deja vu because we spoke we about, spoke about a little bit like yeah, a little last week. i don't want to sound like some crazy person but man they are it's a clever clever piece of software solution a thorny problem which is i go overseas i don't have to change the sim card out of my phone yeah. i just change a bit of software inside my phone and i'm roaming on no roaming and at a price that is cheap and affordable five dollars a day yeah in it's most really cases cheaper in others 
uh, uncapped data. It's fantastic. But but this is this is a real game changer. And it, it's interesting to me that MTN has been the ones who I was gonna decided say. to do this because it's really a strategy that usually a challenger and up an upstart would want to do. Rain. You could see. I was gonna say you could see Rain doing something. Yeah, like Rain's this. been working on this for ages. They, you know, they've they've changed their business model to uncapped. It's a brilliant idea. Uh, anyone would have thought, uh, you know, if you're on NTN or Vodacom and you're paying these packages, I mean, I've just spent 500 rand for 10 gigs of data for 50 on Vodacom plus That's about another That's because you just keep listening gigs. to all your articles. Yes. No. 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 I'd realized that uh, a whole bunch of things I'd done and and. Um, but it expires on the 17th of December, you know, whereas if if Rain had an eSIM uh, functionality, there's nothing to stop me taking out one of those 300 rand a mm. month uncapped data on Rain and using Rain for my data and my Vodacom SIM for everything else. In fact, I've discovered that you can actually use your Rain SIM card number for the WhatsApp numbers necessity yeah, you need yeah. a number and you can use the rain sim card number for that i mean that just is like manna for a whole bunch of people who don't want a phone line don't need a phone yeah. line and it needs to be contacted can be contacted no it's a, it's it's rad you know it's it's oh my biggest thing was i was just very interested to see that mtn MTN is the one that has brought it to the to the yeah, I really yeah. thought I, I thought it was going to be as you said some upstarter Listen and limiting them it them to s them smart people over there in Ludacourt they know what they're <laughs> doing um, they've grown themselves into the largest emerging market uh, really operator are the, the, the pearl of Ludacourt eh? yeah the pearl of Ludacourt <laughs> uh, sorry about that um, those of you uh, but they I mean they you know 21 countries 270 million subscribers mm. Seven countries in Africa. They, that's you know, they weren't always in Rudakurt, but they've they they've, they've, they've really uh, they've grown big. Yeah, in <laughs> they've Rudakurt. expanded. One <laughs> one could say. <laughs> it's just, I I thought it was quite interesting that it, that's it's being limited to iPhones and Samsungs. Well, those are the specific that I under of those, understand yeah. are yeah. the ones that have the functionality built yeah. in. Yeah. Um, you know, but now, but now that though that that is going to be a more accessible thing. So I, I not even just South Africa. I suppose the world. I wonder how many more. Um, phone companies start like really going all in on that support. Well, it's interesting because the the, the easiest thing to do is to sell phones with a two SIM two slot. SIM slot. Yeah, that's the easiest thing. A dual SIM phone is easy peasy. Uh, Huawei do it the world over. Yeah. Um, but because South Africa is what's called a network-led market, so the networks are much more powerful than the operate the vendors. Mm. Uh, the vendors do what the networks say, and they don't parallel import dual SIM phones. So, except some people do. Some, you know, Nokia. A lot of Nokia phones have them. Uh, a lot of Samsung phones are having them now. Xiaomi, the the, ch the Chinese challenger that's uh, briefly knocked Apple. I was out just of gonna. The I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, that's worth talking about. That's that amazing. Was my next topic. My next topic that had knocked that Apple amazing? off third place. Yeah. The apple of China, not the apple of Palo Alto, out of the top three. I mean, it'll things will turn around. Oh, no, as soon as iPhone 12 starts releasing more widely, like that, it'll just it'll usurp it. Xiaomi, out of nowhere, are players. Now, well, uh, they've always been fairly big players, right? But it's just now that they're starting to like leave China, you know, and they're starting to infiltrate more Western markets. Xiaomi's growing fairly substantially in South Africa, as far as I know. They've and they make and they make uh, 
They make their phones are decent, you know. They've hit a very clever spot, sweet spot in the middle. They make they really good phones with really good touchscreens with decent RAM and the decent only memory. problem with Xiaomi phones is the bloatware. Yeah. They are still You're not the it, first it is person who said that to me. It is a you would like to think it, it's a dead practice in this industry because of how many people that hate it, but Xiaomi still stuffs its phones with bloatware, and it's just they don't need they don't need it, you no know, because they they're decent phones. They're, they're, cle- they're such a clever company. I mean, you look at the places they're expanding into: robots, vacuum yeah. cleaners, health accessories, laptops. Their batteries are the best in the world. Booster batteries. Yeah, they're they're really very clev- very very clever company. Um, and of course, they know that behind the great firewall of China, you can't get Google and yeah. Gmail and the Play Store. So they give you a really good quality handset and they make their money, their upside on selling games and software and other things. Yeah. It's a very clever idea because you get a decent piece of hardware. You I'm do. I'm very happy to recommend them uh, to people who are looking for a really well a decent bu- yeah, A decent budget phone. And yeah. then, of course, they have high-end phones that are fantastic, designed by Philippe Stark. Yeah, you know, one of the greatest designers in the world. Mm. You know, and he's worked for Apple. He's worked for everyone. You know, he's so good. He's worked for Philippe Stark. <laughs> <laughs> did you en- did you enjoy that joke? I did. <laughs> As my oldest friend says, I'm only funny when I'm not trying to be. Oh really? Yeah. I, c- so I had no so idea. So big big week uh, coming up. The iPhones arriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, haters and lovers alike are obsessed with it. Um, I'm always really excited. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm luckily enough to be in an industry where I am forced. Yeah. It's my job to upgrade every year. Yeah. And I, I'm are, you, are you thinking of going iPhone 12? Totally. I mean, I, I, it's the camera quality is fantastic. I'm quite keen to try 5G. I like the pace at which Apple rolls yeah. out its 5G. I, I think now this is the year where it's readily available. Vodacom and MTN have got offerings. Because Apple was quite slow to that um, 5G market. They were slow to the 4G market. They were slow to the 3G market. I I, I think sometimes that criticism is is out of place. I wrote a column about it once, and and I think it's as true then as it is now. It's only when the technology is widely available is it worth creating the extra chip. Because, you know, if you make a 5G phone last year, which lot of the manufacturers did. Yeah. Samsung's lucky. They make all the components. They can get the chips and the, and the internals at a decent price. Mm. Until it's until there's a massive amount of demand, I- there's a, an extra cost to adding in this newer technology. I must say that the, the, the one technology I'm very, very excited by is whiteboard tech. Oh all yeah? of the new phones, all of the new laptops, they're all ready for it. They all contribute to it. Smarter use of the frequencies, better use of the technology I have this this Amazon looking Huawei uh, modem. I was going to say, does that support Wi-Fi six? This is the Wi-Fi six plus modem. Oh goodness! Um, it is a thing of beauty with this very strange. Um, it looks like something you'd see on the back of a stormtrooper. Yeah, it's got these four antennas, but it's look at this for just piece of design, right? It's you gorgeous. It's it's very square edged, very uh, very slick, very easy. Um, really really simple design but you know is, is really functional and I'm and I'm very happy with it no it's gorgeous um, the technology is, is really great it's the a few a 
AX3 model Wi-Fi 6 router, and I'm... Could do with a bit of a better name. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always, but um, I think that's my comfort. You know, I, yeah. I live in a house with too much concrete, and I renovate it. I threw more concrete under the floors of mm. my house, unfortunately, but that's fine. You've got to um, keep the radiation out, you know. Well, I was looking for reinforced concrete really to support the Put radiation as well, of course. And the other <laughs> interesting thing about houses while we're on them is that people in South Africa never insulate the floors. Mm -mm. We're obsessed about insulating the roof, but we never think of how much of the heat goes down the floor. And yeah. that can be solved with five centimeters of polystyrene. Oh, is so it? That simple. Ah. You learn something new every um, day. Every day is a school day. Yeah. Hey? Just yeah. actually, well, actually, this this takes me beautifully to like the last um, the last little section, which is what you've been playing with, which is clearly your new Wi-Fi six AXA whatever it is router. Well, I have to say the other thing that I've been playing with that I am deeply and passionately in in solid. Uh, is this your tripod? Oh my God, Manfrotto! <laughs> Do I love Manfrotto. <laughs> you know, it's such an interesting story. I. I my my one of my oldest closest greatest friends is a guy called Llewellyn Roderick who, who died a few years ago uh, and I ended up marrying his sister and the first time I ever heard about a man frotter with him and he talked about it with this kind of like awe like it was this family heirloom <laughs> that his father had passed down to him and, and one of his one of his friends in the industry who was much older and was retiring had like handed his Manfrotto tripod to Lou and he just like spoke about it with such reverence. And I, I had no idea about the cult of Manfrotto yeah. or the cult of tripods or, or how much extraordinary extra equipment goes into, into television production and, and film production and cameras and all of this stuff. I had no idea. So I, that was my first introduction to Manfrotto and I got a Manfrotto tripod um, and, and it's the one I'm still using. I don't mm. know, 10 years later, it weighs just over a kilogram. I travel the world with it, sometimes just like over my shoulder, hanging on my day pack or, or when I travel with just my, my hand luggage. It's extraordinary and I've shot my own videos and I've interviewed the most unbelievable people. The only person I can seem to remember right now is the guy from Mythbusters. Um, Which one, Adam Savage? The DA, Adam Savage. Uh, I've interviewed um, Bruce Sterling with it. I've interviewed Douglas Rushkoff. Uh, I've interviewed the CEO of Philips. Hmm. Um, and others. But anyway, so it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant tripod. And I've just, I've just been enthralled with how this brand has come to own this utterly important yeah. accessory for the that no one really thinks all that much about, hey? And now they do amazing lights and amazing. I've got a, I've got a, a photographer's vest. They no longer make the f equipment. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just really, really fantastic. So, yeah, my, my, my. You I mean got them because we needed them for for production of stuff and all the projects we're doing. But if I think of them, I think of them as as my Christmas present to myself. These manfrotto's <laughs> I've got them, lighting and man, they make sexy. <laughs> Got all flustered so there. there you go. Uh, an interesting uh, bromance with a tripod. Uh, 28 Instagrams for a messaging app. This has been the Stuff Podcast. My name is Toby Shapshack and he is Brad Lang.
and you can subscribe to us and listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Hopefully next week we'll try and be funny. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Mm-hmm.